1: Happy Monday! Welcome to the start of a new week and another AK show here. Glad to be with you guys, Dynamite and Address here, busting through the hype, the hyperbole, and the hypocrisy every night from six to seven PM on FM ninety-six point one and AM eleven seventy here on the Answer San Diego. Joining me as always is the man, the myth. The legend and and the man was also full of a lot of wisdom, which he shared with me before tonight's show because I I I wasn't sure what's going on with y'all men out there. It's DJ Carrot Sticks. This is how I help
0: humans just like you. You're a DJ c- c- Carrot Stick
2: person.
1: See what your DJ c- c- Carrot Stick can do for you.
2: I slice, I dice, I rack 'em, roll 'em, burn and churn.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you did all of the above tonight for me. I'm not going to share a conversation, though. I'm going to keep it just between us. Um, but don't you keep your thoughts just between you. I'm looking to hear from you tonight. 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. We've got a jam-packed uh, show tonight with great guest. Dave Bossie is going to be here. Been a long time since uh, the Dave Bossie from Citizens United and from uh, inside uh, the Trump administration and the Trump circle is going to be here. He and Corey Lewandowski have written a new book called uh, Trump's Enemies, How the Deep State is Undermining the Presidency. And I cannot wait to talk to him because you know there's a lot happening with the deep state. So he's going to be here in our next segment. A little bit later on the show, we've got a conservative filmmaker is going to be here. Uh, who besides him remembers that yesterday was the third anniversary of the terror attack in San Bernardino around Christmas time? Who is even talking about it? He's got a movie about it, but the title was so offensive to a movie theater that they wouldn't even put the title up. They're trying to silence people, which is part of the topic of the movie, so you're going to want to stay tuned for that. Again, 888-344-1170. If you're watching on Facebook Live, you might see that my desk looks a little different because I may be 102 pounds right now, but I won't be if I continue to eat much of the chocolate that's on the desk here in the studio. Got to give a shout out of thanks to my buddy Tom Pritchard, the candy man, as we call him here, who sent us some big, fat, juicy, yummy Trump candy bars. And I can't wait uh, to get into that and those bars. Um, We start tonight with the passing, uh, you know, of uh, 41. Everybody knows by now that George Herbert Walker Bush commonly referred to as 41 has passed away because, you know, I think there's only one other, maybe two other families in the past where we had a father and a son who was president. I think the Adams family, and I can't remember who the other John Adams and John Quincy Adams, and I can't remember the other family. So that's why uh, most people just refer to him as 41 to separate him from George W. Bush, who's commonly referred to as just W. you know, I, I didn't chime in much. I didn't have much to say about it over the weekend because, you know, I'm one of these people, I'm not going to be hypocritical. You know, I, I, you know, people tend to remember the dead those who died through the same prism, and the same way that they view them when they're living, and it's through their own individual prism. It's based on their values, it's based on their experiences, information they've seen, information they haven't seen. So it can be skewed. For some reason, there's tends to be, and I've talked about this before, I think after John McCain passed, there seems to be, and I don't know if it's just an American culture thing or if it's common around the world, but people tend to suddenly because somebody's passed away, Suddenly, that prism with which they viewed somebody alters a little bit, and they feel like they've, they've got to suddenly remember somebody better than they were through rose-colored glasses. Or the, And there's pressure for you to not speak out against them in the same way you did when they were alive. You know, death is a part of life, and somebody's passing doesn't necessarily – and it doesn't at all. It does not – it's not like an etch sketch you know, where it erases somebody's actions. I mean, their legacy would, is what it is. And, you know, so I, I think when so- we have this thing, don't speak ill of the dead. Why? Why are you suddenly supposed to say po- only positive things about somebody who's passed away? I don't believe in that. I'm not going to be dishonest and suddenly talk about somebody differently than I did when they were alive. I do think right on the heels of a death, I think since the, the person who's deceased has passed away, it's really those that are remaining, I think, that deserve, have their feelings respected, they suffering a little bit. I jumped in initially after McKay more quickly because that was made immediately political. Him from the grave, his own family, just used that death as a a full-on assault weapon against not just President Trump, but the American people. So I chimed in more quickly then with criticisms more than I would because, you know, um, and and I would never, you know, I try to be careful and be respectful to the people left behind. Uh, And what's different here between McCain and 41 for me is that while I disagree with George Herbert Walker Bush and his policies and that of the and the Bush family, I disagree with that as much as I did McCain. I really grew to have a real disdain for the Bush family and their politics and their policies and that what W coined the phony compassion, what he coined compassionate conservatism, which was phony. They were just as much a part of the one Party rule, the new world order, globalist, DC mindset that is that is toxic. It's the cancer within both parties, and so I really have a lot of issues with the Bush family. What I feel differently, though, about uh, forty-one than I did about McCain is is that McCain, uh, unlike McCain, George W. Herbert Walker Bush forty-one actually seemed like a genuinely nice man. McCain never seemed. Like he had any compassion whatsoever. At least it seemed as though 41 truly had compassion, even if the policies that he had were not compassionate in the end, because there's nothing compassionate about destroying the United States of America through globalism. There's nothing compassionate about destroying the United States of America by sitting back and allowing the forces that are seeking to destroy this country, allow that to continue. There's nothing compassionate about it. And I think in the case of 41, I think that you look at the Bush family, and I see very little differences between the Bush family and the Kennedys. I mean, what from a policy standpoint, from the fact that I think that the Bush family are very limousine liberal type. I mean, you know, they had these compounds, you know, up in the northeastern shore. And I think that the Bush family I was very much like the Kennedys in the fact that, and y'all can tell me if I'm wrong, you know, and your thoughts on this, but to me— you know, I, I think that they were so steeped in limousine liberalism, if you will. And I think that the Bush family, while W ran as a conservative, he was clearly uh, governed as a liberal. I think he was far more liberal than his dad. But I think, it, you know, in today's world, a you know a they're liberals, in my opinion. Um, I, I think that there's fewer differences between the Kennedys and the Bushes, and even the Obamas and the Clintons at this point. Fewer differences between those families than there are between all those families and, and the American family. Because, because these political families have done much more harm to this country and to the average American family who don't live within those walled compounds. You know, it's really easy for these people that don't have to be out here starting up businesses in today's climate. The Bush family, of course, were entrepreneurs and started up business, but they didn't have to do it under the weight of the tyranny that is going on in our government today you know the average they don't have to they're like the rest of the elites they're not living under the weight of what's been done to this country and the obama family transforming obama transforming attempting to transform us into its marxist society you know they you know they don't have to live under under the weight of what the rest of us have to live in they get to go behind their their walled compounds while the, while we are now forced to live in a country without walls that's being invaded and it's not going to put the hurt on them at this point to bear the weight of that economically no, it's the the American family. But what's interesting to me, and what I do want to wrap up with this about forty one, is that while it's kind of ironic because while they have the Bush family has participated in damaging the lives of the average American family by either being liberal and pushing forth liberal policies of their own or enabling their their sister uh, sister in law Hillary and Bubba. I mean, this is the family that gave Hillary Clinton the freedom award after she allowed four Americans to die and then launched a cover up on, on it. I mean, that's astounding to me. But I do want to say this, because I don't think it's fair to talk about 41 and not talk about the fact that while he has participated in things that have hurt the average American family, I, my heart was touched by him as a family man. Because And it is ironic because they not only have enabled policies that hurt the American family, they've allowed the left to destroy the American family, but he really was a family man. The one thing that I remember more than him saying, read my lips, was his letter that he wrote about, we need a girl. And I don't have time to read it all, but when I heard him talk about this letter, it touched my heart so much. You know, he talked about, he said, this is, it was after Robin died, and he said, this is... Uh, There is about our house a need, the running, pulsating restlessness of four boys as they struggle to learn and grow, their athletic chest and arms and legs, their happy noises as the world embraces them. All this wonder needs a counterpart. We need a legitimate Christmas angel, one who doesn't have cuffs under the dress. We need someone who's afraid of frogs. We need a little one who can kiss without leaving egg or jam or gum. We need a girl. We had one once. And she'd fight and cry and play and make her way just like the rest. But there was about her a certain softness. He goes on to say, her peace made me feel strong and so very important. My daddy had a caress, a certain ownership, which touched a slightly different spot than the high dad I loved so much. And I was so touched by that because let me tell you, in this world today, we need more men who love little girls. We need more dads who want little girls in this country and will treasure them. And if nothing else, if nothing else, this man loved his family. And there are there is a legacy of women in his family that are treasured and loved and adored. And we do need more of that in this country. And I'm grateful to, to, to I'm, and it touches my heart to be reminded of that today, that there are still men out there that love their families and love their daughters and love women and love little girls. We're going to take a break. When we come back. We're going to talk to Dave Bossie about his new book, Trump's Enemies how the deep state is undermining the presidency. Don't go anywhere. More Andrea Kay Show coming up.
3: Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea Kay Show and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K, Kay, spelled
1: K-A-Y-E. You don't know what you don't know. Your assets don't have to be paid off to need an estate plan. Andrea Kay here. Recently recognized top San Diego attorney, Rod Hatley, is honest, fair, caring, and has helped so many of my friends. It's in Rod's heart to help others avoid what he experienced firsthand, a costly, devastating seven-year probate after his father's death. Don't let your assets paid off or not go to probate. For your free consultation, contact Rod through his website, HatleyLawGroup.com. That's H-A-T-L-E-Y, LawGroup.com. HatleyLawGroup.com.
4: Many of us know how high school today is not the same as the high school in the 60s and 70s. Pressure to achieve, the competitiveness, the anxiety to fit in, and the loneliness has made being a teenager a pretty tough job today. In Bob Walter's book, Facing Reality in American Education, he looks at ways to help young people understand how amazing they really are. For students to discover their gifts and talents, to excel and be all they can be. I'm sure you agree.
3: Purchase your copy of Facing Reality in American Education today at
4: Amazon.com.
0: FM 96.1, North County, AM 1170, San Diego, The Answer.
5: This is Hugh Hewitt for townhall.com. The nation mourns the death of President George Herbert Walker Bush, our 41st president. And what a president. What, in fact, a man. An honest-to-God war hero, a congressman, an ambassador to China, a party chair, a CIA director, a vice president, and a model president, model post-president, and father to a president. His greatest achievement was the careful management of the collapse of the Berlin Wall in the Soviet Empire. He won the war against Saddam, if not the peace. He put Clarence Thomas on the Supreme Court, a cornerstone of the originalist renaissance. Bush got crucial amendments to the Clean Air Act through dealing with acid rain and ozone, and he embraced Nelson Mandela on the White House lawn in the first year of that great man's release. Kind, gentle, far-seeing, tough as the fighters he flew, he was the epitome of leadership. George H.W. Bush earned a country's love and respect, and we shall miss him all. All tens of millions of points of light he inspired.
6: I'm Hugh Hewitt. Attorney Paul Hanks at the Santee Legal Center is ready to serve your estate planning needs with a powerful and ironclad living trust package. A comprehensive living trust avoids probate, protects your beneficiaries, and saves time and money. The process to obtain a living trust package should be simple and affordable do not be misled into thinking a high price means a better living trust attorney Paul Hanks at the Santee Legal Center will perform a free personalized evaluation of your estate and match you with the correct living trust package at a great price backed by a low price guarantee you've worked hard to acquire a home and build wealth over the years and now is your time to protect and preserve your estate the last thing you want your heirs to deal with is a costly and prolonged probate proceeding after you have passed away a living trust is the optimum estate planning tool and will bring you peace of mind. Go to Center.com for more information or email radio at Do it today and rest easy tomorrow. That's SanteeLegalCenter.com.
7: What's the scariest thing about going to the dentist? Opening your mouth or opening your wallet? Because just a simple cleaning can cost $150 and things like root canals can cost you hundreds more. If you don't have dental insurance to help, you should give Physicians Mutual Insurance Company a call. 1-800-709-3321. This isn't a discount plan or preventive-only coverage. This is real dental insurance that helps pay for checkups right away. So you can call today and get your teeth cleaned tomorrow. Plus, it helps cover the more expensive procedures you might need down the road. Fillings, crowns, bridges, even costly dentures. There's no deductible and no annual maximum. Your acceptance is guaranteed for one of these insurance policies, even if you're retired or on Medicare. Plus, you can choose any dentist you'd like. That's right, any dentist you want. Call and we'll rush you a free information kit with all the details. 1-800-709-3321. That's 1-800-709-3321. 1-800-709-3321. FM 96.1 AM 1170.
0: The Answer.
3: You're listening to somebody who tells it like it is. Andrea K on The Answer San Diego.
1: Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K show. I'm not the only one who tells it like it is. Oh no, no, no! My next guest certainly does, and you know him well, Dave Bossy. You know him from Citizens United. You know him from Fox News. You know that he was a deputy campaign manager for Donald Trump in 2016, and then deputy executive director of his trans- of President Trump's transition team. Um, he's got a new book out and he is talk about speaking the truth. It's called Trump's enemies written with Corey Lewandowski. Trump's enemies, how the deep state is undermining the presidency. And boy, don't we need to be talking about this more. I wish we t- to, uh, heard about it more during the midterms, um, but Dave Bossi and Corey Lewandowski are speaking the truth in their book about the heart of the uh, deep state and what their plans are. And he says that there is a collision coming with President Trump, and he is going to fight back. And I cannot wait to hear how Dave Bossi. Welcome to the Andrea K Show.
8: Oh, thanks for having me. Appreciate it.
1: Okay, so before we get into that, I I, I would be remiss if I didn't ask you if you had a, a quick comment you wanted to make about the passing of forty one.
8: Well, you know, he uh, he was a a major figure uh, in in my life. Uh, You know, I was I came up I was a kid uh, when Ronald Reagan uh, was elected president. Uh, I turned 18 a couple of days before Reagan's reelection in 1984. So, uh, I uh, uh, it was part of my formative years, especially politically. Uh, And and you know, he's he's just the last of the greatest generation to be elected president. Uh, that's just, uh, uh, you know, they're, they're all gone now or, or almost gone. And it is a, it's a shame because I, I look at what our society has become today, mm-hmm. uh, and we could use some more of that greater gen- greatest generation, I'll be honest with you.
1: Yeah, I, I heard today, and and I had forgotten this, that the last time in which a Republican president took the state of California was 41. That's the last time that they they won. And so, uh, yeah, we're definitely at a different time uh, in the country. And uh, and I'm glad you reminded us also that he's part of the greatest generation and was a brave hero in World War II. Gotta shift gears and get into uh, the deep state and what's going on. You and Corey Lewandowski have your book, Trump's Enemies: How the Deep State Is Undermining the Presidency. Uh, you talk about how there's a collision. Well, I am hoping he's going to fight back because I got to tell you, Dave. I, last week on my show, I was like, "What is he waiting for? Why hasn't he Why hasn't he released the unredacted documents? I think he needed to do a Jimmy Doolittle style, you know, you know, Nagasaki bomb drop on this and just, you know, fight back." What can we learn about in the book about the plan for President Trump to fight back?
8: Yeah, he this guy is the greatest counterpuncher ever in politics. He doesn't take anything uh, for granted. He's uh, he's a fighter's uh, fighter. Um, And and that's what he's been doing for the last two years. And the reason that we wrote this book, uh, you know, Corey and I wrote a book last year that came out uh, last year called Let Trump Be Trump, which Mm -hmm. was the. The, the feel-good Trump book. It was the first. It was really the the uh, um, campaign book, and we felt like this book. We wanted to delve into the vast left-wing conspiracy that is out to get this president. That that conspiracy began during the campaign, where members of the FBI and intelligence communities were using their power, their government power, their badges um, to. Uh, to try and defeat the president before mm-hmm. he got elected. Then during the transition, we had some of those same players and more, including James Comey, try to uh, uh, undermine and delegitimize the president-elect. And now for the last almost two years, you've had uh, those same people, including members of Congress, including um, members of the mainstream media, ate a lot of the fake news divisions, are, or and and some within his own administration, I might add uh, worked to uh, to harm this president to not allow him to do the job that he got elected to, and that's why we felt it was important to write this book. Um, it's also the first book in two years that the president sat down with us for an interview, and you know Corey and I have known this man for a long time. we've been mm-hmm. with him for thousands and thousands of hours, but we had never interviewed him or anybody else for that matter, and we did a a wide-ranging interview that is printed in its entirety uh, in the book, in the middle of the book. And I think it's a fascinating read. We, we, talk, we cover a lot of topics about the media, about the fake news, about Comey and Clapper and Brennan. And as a matter of fact, he says that he believes that Barack Obama knew about the spying mm-hmm. uh, on our campaign. And that is a big deal that uh, we think it needs to get a lot more attention.
1: What does does he talk at all about Jeff Sessions and why he kept him on as long as he did and uh, as well as Rod Rosenstein?
8: Well, you know, um, Jeff Sessions was a very close confidant of the president's and somebody during the campaign uh, and transition that, you know, there was just nobody closer, nobody better for us, nobody better on the issues, uh, no better uh, surrogate out there on the, on the on the stump for us. And so to have, uh, you know, Jeff Sessions and the president, you know, literally in the first days of the administration, uh, have a strained relationship, which Mm -hmm. just really didn't allow them to talk to each other very much, let alone uh, communicate in a way that a cabinet member is supposed to be able to with the president, uh, it was it created a lot of problems. And I think that the president didn't want to do anything before the midterms, but you saw wasted a little time with accepting his resignation uh, immediately after the midterms. And that way, we'll get a new uh, attorney general in there uh, and somebody who can serve two years and be part of the administration instead of being on an island.
1: You know, the book is called Trump's Enemies. Are there good guys that within the... It, it, within the the trump administration that look like bad guys to us like is it is it possible that rod rosenstein because we're trying to you know it's a head scratcher to me dave that he's that he's still you know in the position as deputy ag when his fingers are all over these phony these bad you know illegal fisa, sure. FISA warrants and then i gotta think you know is, is it because he's a really a good guy and he just looks like enemies to us
8: well i think uh the verdict is still out okay. <laughs> whether he's a good guy or not uh, i i to be honest with you, I, I am very skeptical, like you. He he has done some things that are very very bad to, in my mind to this president and to our administration. The, this entire you know Mueller probe has now been you know just debunked. There's not there's not been one shred of evidence of Russian collusion or collaboration or coordination. That's what this investigation was about. Sure, did he roll up Paul Manafort on some tax evasion, wire fraud, bank fraud charges about things that. Paul Manafort did 10 years before the campaign. Yep. Paul Manafort's a bad guy going to spend the rest of his life in prison. You know, Michael Cohen, same thing, wire fraud, bank fraud, tax evasion. On a taxi cab company in New York that had nothing to do with Donald Trump. And, and, and so, sure, he's catching some bad guys who have done some bad things, but that does not in any way, shape, or form, um, uh, you know, come to the level of, Russian collusion, which is what this entire investigation was about, and they've come up completely empty on it.
1: Yeah, what it really is looking like and becoming apparent to the American people, at least the ones ones that actually care about the rule of law and care about justice and care about election integrity, it's looking as though Mueller has really been put in place by Rosenstein, which is why it's a head scratcher that he's there, to cover up The cover-ups, to cover up the weaponized FBI and DOJ that that covered up the the crimes of Hillary Clinton, then launched launched an illegal spying campaign as well as, uh, according to John Solomon, they attempted to plant evidence with at least six deep state operatives in order to interfere with and install – criminal Hillary Clinton in as president of the United States and then have an insurance policy in order to launch a coup if if he didn't win, if she didn't win. And you should
8: have written this book. You're exactly right. That's exactly what
1: happened. Go ahead. no no well i was just gonna say well it, you know if that's true and, and if it's obvious to me because i'm not as smart as you are and i haven't been inside the dc beltway like you have for all these decades then why is this being allowed to continue and and are we to think now from your book and from your understanding as much as you can tell us that there will be uh, there will be accountability for some of these deep state people there were charges that were recommended for mccabe we still haven't seen him prosecuted there haven't even been charges recommended for peter struck for lisa yeah, page the, for comey
8: yeah you're you're exactly right. So, so my position is the the next step is as this Mueller probe winds down, and as there's supposedly some report that he is going to submit, I would lo- I believe that report needs to be made public, and it needs to be made public so that we could see did Mueller follow facts and evidence as though they've been trying to say, or have, has this been a political witch hunt, which is what the the Trump White House says it is. And, and, and if it was a facts and evidence-based thing, investigation, that means that he went after Hillary Clinton's payment for the, for the fake Russian dossier. And how did Steele get the information into the FBI? Did those FBI agents, are those people under investigation? And will there be criminal charges on McCabe and Strzok and Page, as you talked about? Will Comey be held accountable for leaking info, you know the classified information, uh, which was a total violation? And did, is he going to get prosecuted for, for potential perjury before Congress? These are very important questions, and these are the things that we talk about in the book, um, a, a lot of them. Uh, and, and we will be watching the watchers, and that's what needs to happen. And we need to come out of this with some reforms that that, uh, that have to take place so that nothing like this can happen again to anybody on either party. This is the United States. We don't have people with badges investigating political adversaries trying to defeat candidates at any level any party it is unacceptable right. and no American should allow that to happen
1: yeah and I think the difference is Republicans we would be just as angry if we had found out that this kind of deep state weaponized FBI and DOJ had happened against a Democrat I know I would because exactly. I, I, because we care about the rule of law and we care about this country not becoming something where you know people need you know or like banana republics. So uh, the book yep, is exactly right. yeah the book is Trump's Enemies, How the Deep State is Undermining the Presidency and by Dave Bossi and Corey Lewandowski. Thank you for being here. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. All right. Now stay tuned because it is the third anniversary of the terrorist attack in San Bernardino. and We have a conservative filmmaker who did a movie about it, but he's having trouble getting it seen because people are concerned about it. You can't be honest about that anymore. Well, we're going to be honest about it on The Andrea K Show coming up next. 888-344-1170.
9: That's SurroundSanDiego.com, connecting you with new customers.
0: Hi, this is Alexander Green, Chief Investment Strategist for the Oxford Club. Just for a moment, I'd like you to picture the perfect stock. No doubt it would have hundreds of billions in revenue, more than IBM, Facebook, and Google. It would probably be a leader in cutting-edge technology like smartphones and robotics. It would be on the verge of dozens of blockbuster announcements. But most of all, it would be ultra-cheap, trading at less than $3 a share. Now, it may seem crazy that such a stock exists, but it does. It's a cutting-edge tech company that has made deals worth hundreds of millions of dollars with Nokia, Microsoft, and Cisco, and a $29.2 billion deal with Apple. It's set to create 50,000 new jobs right here in America, and Donald Trump even calls it the eighth wonder of the world. Yet you've likely never even heard of the stock. Why? Because it trades under a secret name. To find out why the secret $3 stock can help you retire, simply go to onestockretirement.com. That's Onestockretirement com FM ninety six point one AM eleven seventy the answer
3: A K Dynamite and address or just Andrea K whatever you call her she's on the answer San Diego
1: welcome back to tonight's Andrea K show joining me now I have a filmmaker before I get into that though I gotta say I did end up watching the Meg this weekend and uh, it wasn't quite four sticks DJ carrot sticks but it was, I'll give it three and a half it was it was decent it wasn't Jaws though. Um but well, it, I gave
3: it three sticks.
1: Oh, you did give it three sticks. Yes, so then then I would give it two and a half. Okay. But anyway, um, you know, one man's one man's three sticks isn't, you know, another man's two and a half. It was good, but it wasn't great. Nothing will beat Jaws. But anyway, I've got a filmmaker joining me now. Who remembered that yesterday was the third anniversary of the terrorist attack in San Bernardino, in which two Islamic terrorists, one here on a fiance visa, let me remind y'all. Uh, Entered the Inland Regional Center in San Bernardino, California and slaughtered 14 of their co-workers. I believe it was a Christmas party, by the way, in which they chose uh, to commit their acts of terror. Uh, Among the victims were three neighbors of the shooters. And I don't know if you guys recall, I think that's actually even where they got one or more of the weapons and uh, the neighbors had been suspicious but they didn't say anything about it the title of the movie is how to kill 14 people without saying a word and the filmmaker joins me now his name is stick stick nick stumphauser hi nick welcome to the show
10: thanks for having me Andrea.
1: All right, so uh, I'm so glad to have you on tonight because I forgot myself that yesterday was the third anniversary. And, and it's disturbing to me that on the heels as so many years, every every year of 9-11, we have the hashtag never forget. Well, we sure have forgotten about the threat of Islamic terror. We can't even remember that it was three years ago in which 14 Americans were, were gunned down at a Christmas party in San Bernardino. God bless you for doing this movie.
10: Well, thank you very much. And not only can we uh, do we seem to forget about it, but when I was showing this film for the first time here in Michigan, where I'm from, uh, they were too afraid to put the title of the film on the marquee outside. So not only are we uh, quick to forget, but we're too afraid to even talk about the people who are afraid to talk about the problem that actually got them killed.
1: Yeah, and I, I didn't, I. I for didn't think about googling until i got into the studio tonight it was a little late but if i remember right and you can tell me if i'm wrong but didn't loretta lynch after this when when the the slogan came about i think it on response to san bernardino see something say something i think loretta lynch actually came out and said if you if you accuse somebody we can prosecute you Under Islamophobia, which actually uh, hate crime, which they actually can't do. So you know, it went from see something, say something to oh, don't you know? Don't you you better not say something if it's against Muslims, or you could be prosecuted. And so the end result is one of the that's one of the reasons why the end result is is that people don't say something, they don't speak up when they see a threat, and we're all um, under greater threat as a result of it.
10: Well, you know, that's nothing new either. If you remember back after 9-11, uh, you know, Bush said two very important things. The first is, you know, I hear you, the, you know, we hear you. And then the second thing is, this has nothing to do with Islam. And that was echoed by Barack Obama, and, and it's been echoed ever since. And so they've shunted the conversation away from the actual source of the problem.
1: Yeah, in in. in- I don't know if you heard this, but not only have we – they tried to remove Islam from Islamic terror, which is absolutely ridiculous, but we now have – we have a government that's welcomed – we can't even get the Muslim Brotherhood declared a terrorist organization – We have, every time there's a terrorist attack, who is the first people to come to the microphones? CARE, the Council for American American Islamic Relations, which is a front group for Hamas. And then I see an article that 16 likely candidates for president for the Democrat Party have endorsed CARE. And many of the comments about endorsing CARE involve... Uh, their efforts on part, uh, on the part of care to bridge gaps between our cultures of America. It's a bunch of nonsense. You know, we have gone so far in this country to where, like I said, the hashtag is never forget. We not only have, not only have we forgotten, Nick, but we're actually supporting and propping up and defending terrorist organizations within our own country and telling Americans if we, if we speak out against it, that we, like Loretta Lynch said, we could be threatened with prosecution. And so it's important for us to speak up. And God bless you again for doing the film. What are we going to learn about in the film?
10: So, well, you touched on a few really important things there. And that is that you see what's happening within government is a group of people, uh, an ideology that is trying to take America and turn it into not America. It is trying to transform this country into the antithesis of what this country was built on and created for. So really what the film is about, it's, you know, people have called me a Nazi and a white supremacist. They say it's a white supremacist film, obviously, but it's not even a political film. Truly what it is about is preserving traditional American values and... Uh, it's about the the difference between totalitarianism and personal sovereignty, about personal responsibility and, uh, you know, the government taking care of, of all of your uh, needs. And mm-hmm. so uh, what you talk about with the, these individuals in the government aligning themselves with care or aligning themselves with the caravan or, or any of these things, it, it truly is um, a movement to transform America into something that it it, it will no longer be this country that it, mm-hmm. that it was meant to be, that it was created to be. And so you're going to learn in the film why that happens and how that the first strike in this battle in every single instance, and you can see this happen in every other country where socialism and communism have been instantiated, the first strike is always to take away freedom of speech.
7: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, did you hear that the EU – I talked about it, I think, on the show Friday – that uh, the EU is going to be adopting the UN's migrant plan over in Europe. And they, and, uh, in order to make sure that they don't get opposition for it, they've said that anybody who speaks out against it will be prosecuted and they'll shut down any media outlet that allows for any anti-migration uh, speech. And, but I, I – you, I'm so glad to have you on because for years now I've been talking about the partnership between the Democrat Party and the left and the Islamist and I've had people tell me but well, that doesn't make sense because Marxism is, you know, about um, a godless society and Islam is a religion and I said, well, first of all, it's a political ideology that hides behind a religious component But what and what they share, the Islamist, what they share with the Democrat Party is a desire for a centralized system of government with complete control over its citizens and the Democrat." Democrats don't care if their partner, the Islamist, might have a little bit of a different spin on it as long as they can get power. That's what it's about. And the very definition of Islam is submission. And it, it's baffling to me, Nick, so many Democrats and liberals that will hate on Christians, hate on conservatives, and defend Islam— and meanwhile, there's reports. I don't know if you even heard that Robert Spencer from Jihad Watch reported on Saturday, December first, that an Uber driver threw a gay guy out and dragged him dragged him under the tires or dragged him down the street uh, because he was gay and hugged his husband. This is who the left defends.
10: Yeah, it's, it's extraordinary. It's extraordinary to me that that this is the religion that they've chosen. That the left has decided. And it says everything that you need to know about the left. That this is the religion that they chose. They 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 had their pick between Christianity, Judaism, Islam, Buddhism, uh, an infinite number of different sects of Christianity, and they chose. Uh, the most anti-Western, anti-American mm-hmm. religion. And okay, so go back to you know the origins of this country. There's a re- reason why John Adams and Thomas Jefferson had a Quran. They they had a Quran because they were uh, be familiarizing themselves with the religion that was terrorizing the young America before it was even America. You know, you had you had uh, Islamic sailors who were impressing American sailors. Uh, into slavery and we, they were terrorizing us, uh, you know, to the shores of Tripoli. That's mm-hmm. where that comes from. And they familiarize themselves with that. And yet <laughs> you have the left, you have the Democratic Party, uh, which, like I said, it says everything you need to know about them, that they are aligning mm-hmm. themselves with the most anti-American mm-hmm. ideology Uh, That you can come up with.
1: Yeah, and anti gay. I mean, the left is supposed to be the party of tolerance and inclusion, and now they're all about transgenderism and LBGTQFYZ. Meanwhile, uh, you know, nobody's the reality is uh, this uh, Robert Spencer highlights in Jihad Watch about this uh, Muslim Uber driver who, you know, kicked a guy out and dragged him evidently a little bit down the street. Uh, he's got a quote here in his article about the Quran. And it says, do, uh, do you commit such immorality as one has preceded you with from among the worlds? Indeed. You approach men with desire instead of women. Rather, you are a transgressing people. And we rained upon them stones. And, you know, it goes on, uh, and, and, uh, uh I guess Muhammad had similar punishment in the Hadith, basically executing homosexuals. But, you know, I, but, the left is still, and I can't even get my gay friends to wake up and realize that it's not the, it's not the conservatives that want to toss them off of buildings. This, this is the reality, this Uber driver. I just quoted the Quran and how they, and and Muhammad, how they want to execute gay people. And I can't even get my gay friends to wake up.
10: Yeah. And so this is, you know, the, my film is not exclusively about Islam, but it is about the idea that ideas like Islam are protected, and they're protected uh, by fear, by fear-mongering, by uh, ascribing bigotry to people who dare to speak out against them, and that the only way to protect the United States of America from turning into France, which if anyone has spent uh, 30 seconds looking at what's been happening in France, or in England, or in Germany, or in the entirety of the European Union, That and if you want to protect the United States from becoming that, you have to fight back and you have to speak out. And and that that looks like uh, what that looks like for your average citizen is to no longer be timid and no longer uh, censor themselves and and use things like, you know, when you when you begin to criticize an idea, and you have to start by saying, you know, I have Muslim friends and you know not every Muslim is a terrorist. Mm -hmm. It's nonsense. Right. Just, just say what you're going to say. Speak out to De- declare the the truth that you know to be true mm-hmm. and stop being afraid, because that fear is is exactly why uh, the European Union has turned into what a dash.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, that's everything. Now, you not you have to start by saying not all Muslims are terrorists. You know, not all Mexicans are coming here illegally, you know, are going to murder like Kate Steinle. You know, you have to now say, you know, um, not all in the FBI you know, are deep state operatives trying to launch a coup? You know, you you have to you have to constantly give these disclaimers, and and it really you're and when you do that, you've already you've already capitulated to a certain degree. You've already allowed yourself to be silenced, and we've got to push back. And I'm so grateful that that you decided to do this movie. You've got in your documentary, you've got a. As someone I, I love so much Sabo, you've got um, mm-hmm. yeah, tell us uh, wrap it up with telling us uh, a final thought of where they can see it as well as who some of your uh, people are in the movie.
10: So I struck out to make this film as intellectually honest as I as I could as uh, you know bipartisan and uh, despite my best efforts, Believe it or not, the only individual who reciprocated on the left was Chen Uygur of the Young Turks, and I, I have a feeling that was because he had no idea who I was, <laughs> and, and, uh, and I, I definitely didn't come in with a Trump hat on, but he was the only person on the left who re, uh, reciprocated. Every single other um, person of, of leftist persuasion had no interest in my film because they believed me to be, you know, some sort of uh, Nazi of some sort. But I do have uh, some truly wonderful people in there. We have Gavin McInnes and uh, Sabo, as you mentioned, Kyle Chapman, AKA Base Stickman, um, and uh, Cassie J, the director of, of the Red Pill documentary and if, if anyone wants to watch this this film you can go to howtokill14people.com and it's available for purchase on vimeo right there and i'm also going to be taking it on, on a campus tour um, working with the leadership institute out of arlington virginia to take it to different campuses like ohio state university and uh, michigan state university and eventually uh, we have, we've actually got our hooks in uh, into UC Berkeley, and it, it's, it's we're planning on returning to the campus on the anniversary of, of uh, the Milo protests that actually inspired the, the creation of this film.
1: Awesome. Well, thank you so much, and I hope everybody sees the movie, and I plan to myself. Thank you so much for being well, here. I appreciate it. Thank you so much
10: it. for having me, Andrea.
1: All right. Yeah. Uh, we're going to shift gears a little bit. We come back, we've got a little update uh, on uh, the border. In situation here and we've got a couple events to tell you about. Eight 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 three four four eleven seventy.
0: FM 96.1 North County, AM 1170 San Diego, The Answer.
1: Hi, this is Andrea Kay. On behalf of Move America Forward, we are underway in our drive to send care packages to our armed forces deployed overseas for Christmas, and we hope you'll join us. You have in the past, and we need your help again.
8: You walk down the post office, and there's a package with your name on it. You open it up. It's got coffee. It's got uh, candies. It's got socks. It's got all these items in there. And everyone around you is like, man, that's awesome. I wish I could get a care package. And you share that with your uh, fellow uh, soldiers, you share that with your family members overseas with you.
1: Care packs are ready to go with all sorts of premium cookies, coffee, Gatorade, and even some holiday treats. However, we can't send any of them without your help. We're asking you to go to the phone and give generously, dictate a personal greeting, and then select the number of care packs you'd like to send. It's easy to do. And when those in our armed forces receive your care packs, they'll tear up with joy that you took the time to remember their sacrifice.
8: When you receive that care package, it it resonates to everybody that there's somebody back home loving you and wanting you to be safe and showing that gratitude. And that that uh, resonates throughout the entire unit, the entire House of Soldiers.
1: Call 855 the number seven Troops. 855-787-6677. Right now, to say thank you for each one hundred dollar donation, you'll receive a $20 gift certificate for Richard Walker's Pancake House. That's 855 the number seven and the word troops. Or give online at the answersandiego.com. Your gift of one hundred dollars sends four care packs. And while supplies last, each one hundred dollar donation earns a twenty dollar gift certificate to Richard Walker's Pancake House. Call 855 7 Troops. 855-787-6677. That's 855-7 and the word troops. Or give online at TheAnswerSanDiego.com. Can you guys believe it? It's December, and we're getting closer and closer to a new year. Andrea Kay here, and if you're anything like me, you know it's better to give than to receive. Well, Charlie and the team at Liberty Tobacco, they feel the same way. That's why they have some incredible savings happening at both stores throughout the month of December that will allow you to give more to that special someone. I was just in the Del Mar store picking up a few sticks for a friend here at the station, and the humidor was full of some of the best cigars in the world, from Davidoff, Opus X, and Padron, just to name a few. Good thing I was able to get some recommendations that made it even easier to give the perfect gift. Now remember, Liberty Tobacco has been around since 1975, and they have two convenient locations. They're at 7341 Claremont Mesa Boulevard next to Ethan Allen Furniture, and in the Flower Hill Mall right off the 5 at Via De La Valle in Del Mar. So stop by and pick up a couple of sticks for everyone on your nice list, or you can visit them online at libertytobacco.com. FM 96.1 AM
0: 1170, The Answer.
1: AK,
3: dynamite and address, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, don't call her fake news. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego.
1: Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. I love that song, The Candy Man, because I love me some Tom Pritchard, our buddy, <laughs> our buddy who sent us some more yummy chocolate and Trump bars. Hey, Tom, welcome back to the show.
10: Uh, hi, how you doing tonight?
1: Well, I'm doing much better because I was so happy to come into the show and see that we had gotten some more Trump candy bars from you. And you were just the sweetest, kindest, most generous man. And literally, you made my day. It was like Santa already came on December 3rd. I don't even need oh. Christmas now because I came in and got the Trump bars.
8: It's my Christmas gift to the
10: stations and you.
1: Well, thank so. you so much. I appreciate it.
8: Well, right. let's let's just hope things uh, straighten out for 2020. I'm
10: really worried about it.
1: Well, I am too. And, you know, I, I am a Christian, and I, sometimes I think if I didn't have my faith, you know, didn't have hope, you know, I would, I would get really down in the dumps. Um, but this is still the greatest country in the face of the world. We still have the greatest spirit in the world. We have the greatest economy going on right now, and we still have Trump in the White House. And that's why we need to make sure that whatever happens with Congress— He's still in the White House because he's got the power of the veto, even if we were to somehow lose the Senate in 2020, which I don't think that we will. And I think that going back, I'll tell you this, and I have to let you go because I'm almost out of time, but I think I remember, I think it's a good time to refresh everybody's memory that after the election in 2016, I said, we need to have good, proper expectations. That President Trump was not going to be able to drain the swamp, hold everybody accountable and turn things around after decades of what's going on. quickly and he was going to need a lot of help and some of the rhinos were going to need to go and so you know we we i think we need to adjust our expectations and just be grateful that we still have president trump
8: i think the uh sewer rats are a lot deeper than what we we know i congress and uh the senate there's a lot of them
1: well, there I'm are. Starting to
8: realize that now.
1: Yeah, there are. And, and I do think that it's worse than we thought it was. But, Tom, thank you so much for making our day here at the station. We love you, and we appreciate you so much.
8: Okay. Uh, have a nice Christmas if I don't talk to you.
1: Thanks, honey. You too. Um, speaking of holidays, uh, we've got a fundraiser coming up this, this Friday. We want to tell you guys about... Uh, it's it's only been a couple of weeks since the campfire destroyed an entire town of Paradise up in Northern California, and we've tend to Americans tend to move on. We've got short memories, but lives have still been destroyed. I'm going to be participating in a, a holiday fundraiser for the campfire survivors this Friday. I'm honored that Brett Davis. Uh, from Let's Talk with Brett Davis, has invited me to help uh, co-host this fundraising event. It's this Friday. Dinner is at 6. Entertainment is from 7 to 10. I'm going to be there after my show. It's down in Chula Vista. And it's a uh, drive. Please bring an unwrapped toy, a blanket, or clothing for the toy and clothing drive. New items, please. And for information, you can call Chef Ralph uh, for tickets 619 3380, that's 619 988 3380. And the, um, it, the ticket price to get in is just $20. So for just $20, you get dinner, dancing. The, some of the sponsors in the food are uh, Casa Guadalajara, which is one of my favorite Mexican restaurants, Sushi on a Roll. We've also, uh, Restaurant Depot is going to be there, RB Catering. So it's a great event. Um, speaking of another event, my man, Rod Hatley, who is the best estate planning attorney in San Diego has, uh, learning events coming up one on, uh, December 8th, the 11th and the 13th. And I'm going to post those. You've got to take care of your family. We never know when it's going to be, you know, 41 lived till he was 94, but we don't know when our time is going to be up. So please take care of your family. Think about them. Do your proper estate planning now. Nobody likes to think about it and talk about it. But let me tell you, you know, if you love your your loved ones, like we talked earlier that Fort President 41 does, then you're going to want to do right by them. And that means proper estate planning, get your insurance in order, take care of your property, make sure you've got it lined up and ready to go so that you don't have to worry about it. All right. So, love you all. Thank you for being here. We're going to be right back here tomorrow night at six o'clock. Thanks to my guests, Dave Bossy and Nick Stumphauser. And thank you all. Love you all.